Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Marketing Freaks podcast. Given that we are almost in October, obviously depending on when you're listening to it anyway, we thought we would sit down and talk about Q4, how things will potentially be a bit different this year and how to prepare for it. So join me and Abby for our best advice. Uh, really hope you find it useful. If you do, please come and subscribe and off we go with the episode. So we're going to be talking about Q4 Black yep. Friday, Christmas, um, all of that lovely, merry stuff, um, which this year I think is going to be really interesting because of a number of different reasons. Mm-hmm. First off, the platform's kind of, well, paid social anyway, has been in a bit of a spin over the Massively. last year or so. Um, lots of market factors, cost of living. Mm-hmm. How's that going to impact people's buying habits over the period? Yeah. Loads of different things going on. So, um how are you, how's how are you starting to address it like what's the what's the first point that you would put across on that i think we've been addressing it all year there's always especially with e-commerce clients you know there's always that thought of q4 even in q1 you're thinking about q4 and prepping and i think the biggest thing that we've been doing with clients over the yeah the, like this year has been testing and testing audiences especially what's working um so yeah just consistent testing throughout the year to find audiences that might not be on right now but that we can pivot back to that have done well in like previous sale periods like summer sale or that sort of thing yeah getting learnings from those yeah i think that's a it's almost like if you if you haven't started figuring that out now it's probably a bit you're late i think there's things you can do now but you're limited yeah considering it feels like it's october tomorrow yeah (laughs) (laughs) but it's i guess your the big point there is that it should never just be a turn it on turn it off thing like really the first half of the year you've got your trading patterns and obviously you're going for as much revenue as you can whenever you can get it but there's also this underlying thing of because the platform's changed so much, a lot of our work this year, I feel, has been relearning what's working for people and Absolutely. relearning what the benchmarks are, relearning what audience types work, mm-hmm. and really kind of getting back to understanding what good looks like and what what good performance is and where it comes from because it is so different to last year. So for the majority of our yeah. clients, like we're in a good position, mm-hmm. which is great. But... If you haven't had that experience, I guess, throughout the year or, you know, you haven't been doing that build up, are there any things that you you think are going to work well this year compared to last year in terms of like account structures and setup or is it different for everyone? Yeah, I think that because... Um because there's been so many changes in the platform, there's been a lot of conversations about just going broad in top funnel. Like okay. I've seen a lot of conversations about that. I wouldn't necessarily say that was the best approach, but we have seen some real success from testing um, maybe out of the box audiences. So okay. always as a starting point, looking at like your Google, like affiliate audiences and looking yep. at that. Um, it's always going to have 30 minute chefs in there for basically every client I've ever looked at. So kind of ignoring some of them, but taking some more out of the box ideas and testing out interest-based audiences with those yep. has been a massive one. You can start doing that now. Like you can go into your Google Analytics and look at that now yeah, yeah. and test out some audiences. Yep. And do you think there's a, like in terms of like the tactics on audiences, Yeah. Um, do you think there's more of a need to rotate quickly and 
like yeah. or is that like tactically how you run and, and manage your audiences has that changed or do you think that would be quite different this year i think the rule book's been thrown out the window with that this year yeah like completely like we've had to completely change what we're doing yeah um so now it's like much more like rapid testing and i think it's really good to have like a testing plan together of like okay we're going to test this audience for two weeks and this but you need to be much more agile than that as well because we're seeing you can see a a winning audience quite quickly and also like the other side of it as well if you need to be switching things off so having like a bank of ideas constantly brainstorming constantly coming up and building new ones and having them built out in your account to pivot to and test we found to be really successful yeah i think and if if a lot of this sounds like hard work it is it has been yeah it's really hard work yeah and it's harder work than it ever has been and um i was i mentioned before this where i was chatting with a, a mutual friend contact yeah. of ours right about the value like, i guess like brought like would you hire an agency or not kind of question yeah and i think okay a good one <laughs> yes because all of this experience and all of this work and learning and understanding what's first off just what is working yeah is a massive value added particularly through peak season when everything's harder and more expensive and more mm. competitive also it's just so much work and if you don't have that resource internally to be constantly testing constantly analyzing constantly drafting up new ideas that's to me that's where the value of having an agency really genuinely kicks in having a good agency yeah I think that um, that is kind of summed up with a conversation I had with our new starter, Matt. Yeah. So um, he worked for a company that was dealing with, um, I think it was like fire doors. Like that was yeah, the thing yeah, he was yeah, working yeah, for, yeah. right? And he said like, there was a point where he was just like, I don't know what else to say about doors. Like if you are in and just thinking about the business that you work in day in, day out, you're going to hit a point where you don't have much more to say about doors. Whereas like, because we're working as an agency, we're working with loads of different clients all the time. Yeah. I think that we have a fresh perspective on things often because definitely. we can think outside of the business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we, we benefit from people who can come in, again, outside of the bubble, mm-hmm. but, but still having a lot of experience in the platform and seeing yeah. other accounts and, hey, I had a similar problem on this one and we did this and that worked really well. And yeah. It's a melting pot of ideas and experience. Absolutely. Um, and I th- that I, yeah. is so much more important than it ever has been. Yeah. I think as a team, we've been bringing, so, you know, we might have a couple of people from the team that work on a client, but we are bringing everybody in for brainstorming sessions and things like that now to like, get that crossover as well. Yeah, yeah. So even if they're different industries, there's learnings that we can take across all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think do you, there's been a lot, obviously, so much stuff has happened on paid social and I think a lot of people um well like we were in it, they're not a hundred percent confident that it's still gonna work for them. Yeah. And I do think for some businesses probably if you've got a low margin, low AOV, yeah. it may not be the right platform for you anymore or, or it will be a different method or channel for you. Yeah. Um but it does still work. It yeah. does still work. But it, the workload and the effort involved to make it work is on another level to how it has been. Yeah. I, I would say. And I think that's the probably the biggest mistake people could make going into this Q4 peak season 
is, right, let's spin the ad account up. This worked really well last year, so we'll just do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest mistake you could make would be, right, last year we had this broad lookalike that worked well and this one interest-based audience will, you know, 10 times the budget on those and go for it. That I do not think that approach is going to work this year at yeah. all. You have to have loads of different variations of audiences and content that you're running yep. in order to have a successful account. Yeah, and that should be almost like building up that bank of here's all the audiences, make sure they're built, here's all the creative, let's make yep. sure that's drafted and signed off now. Yeah. Because you need that in the bank ready to switch in, switch out and rotate around yeah. when it starts to pick up. Yeah. What about market factors? Because obviously at the moment we're going through this huge kind of cost of living crisis, if you like. Mm. It's only going to get worse through the winter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, Let me cry into my electrical bill. Yeah, great. Yeah, but it is. And it's going to get worse as peak season would normally kick off. Absolutely. When everyone starts to turn the heating back For on For the UK again. at least, yeah. Um, you know, we don't know how that's going to impact Black Friday or no. peak trading. And it could impact it in a number of different ways. But it, the chances are it's going it will impact it somehow right yeah I mean we were talking about this before right like I feel like it could go either way so either you're going to get people that need certain items that they've been waiting for Black Friday for and they're going to be eager to make purchases and get the best deal possible Uh so it could go that way or it could be that people do not have additional cash to be spending on things that they might have before yeah, it'd, be, it'd probably be a combination of those for different people in different yeah. circumstances. If it is people waiting, you know, holding out for the best offer they can get, mm. we may well see a very sharp curve, steep curve Absolutely. in purchase behaviour. Whereas yeah. some, you know, some years it's built up and trickled up and and almost like Black Friday is after the peak. Yeah. Because people run it for so long, right? It's more like it's more like Black Friday month now, isn't it? I mean, like some people yeah. start so early. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it trickles into no, and into December as well. But if people are holding out, could it be a much sharper, shorter yeah. peak? Yeah, I think what, what we found interesting last year was a big, a big factor of getting people to purchase um, and not like so there was we we found there was a trend um, in 2020 where people were waiting to see if there was better on Cyber Monday. Yep. Whereas if we put in messaging about price guaranteed, then we saw a much more even spread okay. in terms of purchases. So trying to encourage that sort of thing. Like we're not going to be discounting anymore. Like this is, this it. is it. This is yeah. price guaranteed. You know, if we That's took really another 10 percent off, we would get you would get yep. that refunder kind of thing. We saw that work really well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it depends as well. Like, are you a luxury brand? Like, are you something that's not a necessity? Or are you something that people, it, it is a necessity yeah, and yeah. people are going to need to buy yep. and yep. therefore might have saved up for? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's it's weird, isn't it? Because we haven't had a, well, no, what's normal? But we haven't had a normal year for three years. Yeah, was that not was two, 2019 20, was pretty normal wasn't it it was normal we didn't know what was coming but then, <laughs> oh, obviously 2020 was mental um yeah then last year was different as well because mm. all the platform changes had kicked in and and then this year it's platform changes plus market yeah changes um and i i, I think probably one of the biggest things is just being aware and being reactive and having your eyes open 
that I often think one of the best, not one of the best things you could do as a media buyer, but one of one of the really important things to do as a media buyer is read the news in the morning mm-hmm. and just be aware of what's going on in the world. And it's not to say, oh, you know what, performance isn't on target. It must be that outside factor that's got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It's not a blame thing, but you have to be aware of it in order to do a good job. Yeah. You think? I think as well, sometimes you change your messaging based on what's going on in the news. Yeah. As well, to be sensitive to it. Yeah. Well, we've definitely had to do that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Um, but I think eyes open, mm-hmm. particularly this year. And if, in terms of forecasting and budget pacing, it, I think agility or yeah. adaptability, flexibility, three <laughs> illity words yeah is again massively important because yeah. it's like you have to pace the budget in line with demand yeah and if it's not kicking in quite when you thought it would save that back for when it does kick in or if it kicks in earlier ramp yeah. up a bit earlier how are you planning that because it's hard to plan that when you're not 100 percent certain when or how like how things are going to be. I th- I think the biggest mistake you can make with budgets around Black Friday is waiting to up your budget significantly until Black Friday. Yeah. Like you should be getting your account ready and steadily growing in terms of the daily budget. Yep. Up up to Black Friday because if you go from I don't know some people go from having an account that's completely off to then trying yep. to spend a lot in a day and it's like that that's not the yeah, platform yeah. doesn't lead like lean to that working well yeah and actually although the last few years have been weird or de- <laughs> understatement de- yeah yeah um there is there has been a trend for the last few years when actually we mentioned it slightly earlier the peak of that the peak of the peak mm. has been pre-black friday yeah and actually the black friday cyber monday weekend has not been the absolute spike of it well people are savvy now right and they're not they realize they, they, they don't thing, need yeah. to wait online for it to go 1201 on black friday in order they can do it beforehand and yeah. like also the importance of having like a sign up for like early access yeah is is hugely important yeah. not only are you capturing those email addresses which is more important now than ever yeah but you're also going to be getting um, a gauge on how your performance is going to go well before Black Friday. That's such a good point. Yeah. And that's actually a really good thing that be- people can be starting or should be starting now. now. Yeah. Um, go over that a little bit because it's, um, I guess the notion of this is pre-peak, invest money in building up your audiences. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a few years ago, that would mean getting traffic on the site, getting traffic yeah. engaging with you on social, because we can retarget all of that. Yeah. Now, email's key, right? So explain yeah. your thought process and the reason behind suggesting that someone should spend money building a early access list. So because of the platform changes, but you can't have so much of a reliance on like website visitors. You can't, you yeah. just can't, like they're not there. We've got lost data. So yeah, build up your own, like your own email addresses that you own that are yours, Yep. right? Don't have a reliance on, um, on Facebook to have that information, have yep. it yourself. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing a lot of work on like lead generation campaigns using in Facebook forms, which is really, which we find works better than doing it on the website. Much People, more cost effective, isn't much it? Much more cost effective. People can just easily fill in a form on Facebook. They don't have to leave the platform. It's great. Yep. 
Um, so I've been doing a lot more of that and this is, that's hugely important. The other thing with the, that you mentioned with the engagers is that information is still there. So if you've yeah. got people that are, um, liking your Facebook posts or engaging with you on Instagram in any way, be capturing any kind of engagement within the audiences. Black Friday period. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good point to clarify actually, isn't it? So if you're trying to invest money now ahead of peak to mm-hmm. build up your retargeting lists, yeah. essentially, um any on facebook activity is it's still fine. good you're good yeah so video views um page engagement comments form engagement comments following or, yeah. yeah all yeah. of that jazz is still there whereas if you were to follow the same tactic as a few years ago where you probably spend and invest money in traffic mm. to be able to retarget the traffic that's not going to be as it's not going to be as cost effective as it used to be i yeah. think it's still effective but it's not as effective as it once was i think like if you can get a good enough offer on your email sign up yeah and therefore get a very good cost per sign up mm-hmm um, I think that's win-win because A, you're building a retargeting list yep. ahead of peak. Brilliant. You'd do that anyway. Um, but you're also getting an email address and building your own first-party data. Exactly. Building your audience, getting something really tangible all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's just win-win, win-win-win-win-win-win. Yeah, because you can, yeah, you can retarget them on Facebook. You can also retarget them by email. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, yeah. But you do have to have a good offer or reason. Like often, often the uh, campaigns that work best from a cost per email sign up perspective is the offer. It is, and I think that's a struggle that we have. So we've been having this debate with some clients recently because if you run a competition. Yeah. say win 500 pounds worth of stock or win yeah. a sofa or whatever yeah. um then you will just get the cost per sign up will be insane like it will be insane yeah. but what's the worth of that person are they actually planning That's on purchasing point. from you at any point because there yeah. are serial competition enterers yeah um, there are yeah often who think if they put a big sob story on the ad they're gonna win um so yeah, it's like, you know, what's the what's the value of that? Or is it better to say, you know, on your first purchase you're gonna get a free gift of purchase over fifty pounds or fifteen percent off or twenty percent off your first purchase? Yeah. What what is it that's gonna actually get the right pool of people? Yeah, that's a great point. And it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because it's um quite short sighted actually to be like what's the best offer we can put to get the best cost per email? It has to be best offer for the best cost of email, but the best cost of useful engaged exactly email. there's no point in having a bunch of emails yeah. of people that are never ever planning on purchasing you or meaningfully engaging with your business yeah it's pointless what's the point yeah 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 what's the point yeah brilliant well look, thank you that was useful and i think um if you're willing it might be really cool to come back and do a midway through or yeah um like a, a black friday special yeah yeah Let's or something it. like that um just to kind of give everyone a view on is what we thought would happen happening or Mm -hmm. is it completely different and i think that'd be really cool yeah sounds good all right thanks abby thank you thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode please do come and subscribe join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business see you next time